Hello and welcome everyone to episode 11 of the Official Gears podcast. I am Brian, he is Alan, and you, we are your mouse experts with years of experience. Alan, how are you? Hey, how's it going, man? Good. We are going to be ranking our favorite attractions at Epcot. Uh, last episode, we kind of informed everybody on all the updates from Disney. There's been a lot of changes with the reopening, and um, there's been a few more that have come out since then. And one of those is the boarding times for Rise of the Resistance. And I know you kind of told everybody there were some times last time that they yep. can go and choose those boarding groups. But apparently some of those have now changed again. So a couple hours uh, after we recorded our last episode, those <laughs> changed again. So uh, that's how quickly things are changing at the moment. So Yeah. Yeah, so, so previously they were releasing the boarding groups uh, at 10, 1, and 4 if they had availability during the day. And they've shifted that now to 10 and 2. So there's only two times. Um, it does look like you don't have to be in the park to request your boarding time, though. Because I've had the app on at home playing with it, and it looks like it will allow me uh, to request a boarding group. And I'm in Illinois, so <laughs> a little bit different <laughs> from having to be in the park uh, before, so... That could be good, but again, still you can only get one boarding group per day, um, per person. So trying to keep uh, that access so everybody has an opportunity to ride it um, while it's mm -hmm. operating. Um, but just keep in mind, so those have changed to apparently 10 and 2 for release times for boarding groups now. Yeah. Um, there's been another uh, big change that a lot of people have been a little disappointed about and that is universal studios halloween horror nights has been canceled for the fall and yeah that's a biggie we, yeah we've had um disney cancel their halloween parties and now universal and i feel like as we get closer and closer to the fall um with numbers really not decreasing much um if at all um it's something i feel like they had to do um just to protect themselves and, and their clients but uh yeah, a lot of people disappointed about that one. Yeah, and I get that because it it's a great experience. If you haven't had an opportunity to do it, Halloween Horror Nights is a lot of fun. Um, but just logistically, the way things are going, it just didn't make sense. They bring in so many additional um, seasonal staff to work as characters and to work in those haunted houses. Um, that alone, I know they had already gone through auditions um, and we're working on that. Uh, but there's just that alone is so many people. And then it just draws so such crowds. Um, I just don't see how logistically they could really have done the same sort of social distancing and requirements that they're doing with a park during the day. Um, I'm not terribly surprised, really. Um, no, not at, but, not at all. But it is kind of a bummer. So, yeah, especially when you're doing the social distancing normal days you have the whole universal parks to uh roam and spread out and you know during the horror nights uh they it, the park kind of shrinks a little bit um mm -hmm. you have certain sections um for the party and so yeah you're you're cramming a lot more people into a smaller space so yes yeah, as sad as it is it's just something that needed to be done and you know hopefully it'll be i mean hopefully by next fall it'll be back but <laughs> yeah uh, it's definitely one of those things that's going to be missed this year definitely it's it's yeah. a big um income generator for universal it's a there's just so many things that go on with halloween horror nights uh, and mardi gras you know mardi gras was uh just getting going um mm -hmm. as all this hit too so uh you know yeah. all the parks have really had to do a lot of adjusting so yeah. You know, understandably so, but um, still kind of sad to see. So Yeah. Uh, speaking of Universal, though, yeah, yeah. And, and along the lines of Universal, um, we always like to let people know when there's a promo or a good special going out. And mm -hmm. right now, Universal has a ticket promo available. And I don't have it pulled up in front of me. I thought I did. Um, but I believe it is a buy two, get two. Correct. Free? They've extended that. Buy two days, so, get two days yeah. free. So if, if you guys have never taken advantage of a buy two, get two free at Universal, it is a wonderful deal. And they, I feel like they do it quite frequently, whether you buy two days or you know buy three days and you get two days free. But mm -hmm. that is such a good deal for Universal because you can experience uh, three parks in you know, three days, 
and you get that fourth park, um, you know, fourth if you want to do a half back, day, yeah. You, yeah, or you do a half day at Volcano Bay and a half day at another park or something. I mean, it's it's just such a good deal, and I'm I'm so thankful Universal does that because it's an amazing deal, and it it really helps us out as travel planners as far as helping people get to Universal. It's true, and you know, I I, I love Disney. We're all about Disney, um, but I think sometimes value for your buck. Um, I think you can get some pretty amazing value uh, out of a vacation at Universal Orlando. So mm-hmm. they're, they yeah. do a good deal with their packages and often with those uh, multi-day passes. Um, it really stretches your, your vacation dollar. That's something to yeah. think about. Um, you know, I, I don't want to go too deep either, but I did see a story on the news. You know, we're talking a little bit about how, um, you know, we're seeing some of these numbers not necessarily going in a good direction. Um, but I did see a story where they just briefly kind of said, hey, by the way, you know, all these theme parks have reopened in Florida and they're not finding any traceable cases back to the theme parks yet with guests and visitors. So it's kind of a blip on the screen. Maybe it was just something they threw in. Um, but I picked that up and said, hey, that's great news that they're doing something right, that there's been no uh, you know, discernible outbreaks from a theme park yet. So. Yeah, and it's not just Disney or Universal. It's SeaWorld, um, Bush Gardens. Um, I mean, I'm really close to Dollywood, and I haven't heard any cases from Dollywood yet. Now, that's not to say there hasn't been any. Um, right. But you, you're not hearing the mass uh, pandemic come out of theme parks and saying it's unsafe, people aren't taking the rules uh, you know, seriously, and people are getting yeah. you know, infected nonetheless. And it's been like you said a clean story where hey look we're doing something right right so for for people who are not sure about whether or not they want to travel i don't feel like i mean there's not many places i feel safer being right now (laughs) yeah it's true and they do keep tightening up the um face covering requirements both parks have done a little bit of a tightening up on that so uh, making sure that you know gators are not allowed unless they have ear loops um, they're getting a little more strict. Now they're also saying that um, none of your masks can have those vents on them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, no vents and no mesh uh, external for any reason. Yeah. So um, good news is they have a lot of those medical masks that if you get there and your mask doesn't work, um, they can give you one. If you need one on an attraction, they can give you one. Um, and they have some great ones that are available to purchase at the parks for really decent prices. Um, yeah. They, there's uh, been some I fun ones I've seen. Yeah, I've looked on uh, the Disney website, uh, Shop Disney, and I think you can get a pack of four for about $20, $25, something like that. I think it's like $5 yeah, it like twenty dollars somewhere around yeah. 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 So And I think universals were about the same, five, $6 a piece, so you can get like a three-pack for 15 or something like that. Yep. Um, it, it's pretty reasonable. So, um, you know, you don't if you're not comfortable with yours or you have something that um, once you get there, they deem it's not acceptable, there are options, so. Yeah, pretty good things there, but just make sure that you are um, checking in with your travel planners. We'll let you know the most up-to-date information before you plan your vacation and before you get ready to go. Um, and then you can always update on uh, the apps as well. They're telling you what's going yeah. on. But and we're here. I, to look I out know for we got to. Yeah, I know we got to talk about the mask uh, because it's part of the experience at the moment. Mm-hmm. But I can't wait for the the time where we can have an episode where we don't have to talk about social distancing and mask and things like that. Yeah. <laughs> We just talk Disney and, and going and enjoying and having fun. So yeah, I agree. I agree. But um, keep doing the one thing I so saw, that happens. <laughs> yeah. It's getting a lot more strict around here too. So I'm, I'm kind of glad cause I'm, I'm ready to see numbers go down. But um, speaking of numbers, I came across a story that it, it doesn't really surprise me, but then it does kind of surprise me for the simple fact that it's main two characters speak maybe a hundred words throughout the entire series. But did you see that the Mandalorian was nominated for 15 Emmys? I, I did that's see the number that. I saw. Uh, that's uh, understandably so. If you've seen it, I yeah. think it's been an amazing attraction, uh, amazing uh, series. Uh, I was watching um, the series that's also on Disney Plus about the making of the Mandalorian. And mm-hmm. some of the technology and the things they've done are really pushing the envelope on what they've done here. Um, and if you guys haven't seen that, uh, it does kind of break the third wall a little bit and tell you some of those t- secrets, but uh, it, the some of the details are in there are amazing. 
Um, I think Brian and I talked a little bit about how they created this space they call the volume. And it's literally a soundstage that has LED projection walls and ceiling. So a lot of the filming that they're getting done, they're doing in a soundstage with all of the background, which would normally be green screen, actual video, and it, it looks amazing in camera. Um, you can't even tell where the set stops and the video starts. Mm -hmm. So to me, that is amazing. They're using gaming technology to um, be able to move those uh, video walls. So as the actors are walking through a scene, the perspective changes on the background. Um, some, some pretty cool things there. Um, and they did mention um, an interesting little tidbit about an X-Wing. So there is an episode that has some X-Wing fighters in it. And uh, they used one particular prop for um, those X-Wings when they were doing the filming. And uh, that is actually what they said in the episode, the silver and blue X-Wing that is now outside at Walt Disney World and Galaxy's Edge. So they said they kind of commandeered that X-Wing prop um, while it was sitting in a warehouse ready to be installed. They used it for filming and then they packed it back up and sent it to Walt Disney World. So. I had my picture with that one, and then I found out later that was also in The Mandalorian, so that was kind of cool. I think I got my picture with that one, too. So Yeah, it brings that whole studio thing right back to Epcot, or to the Hollywood studios yeah. there. So, yeah, very cool things. It's amazing yeah. job they're doing, and I can't I, wait for season I two. Just, yeah, it, it's a great series, but when I saw 15 Emmys, I was like, okay, well, it's definitely not for the acting, because <laughs> the, the child doesn't say a word. And then Mando maybe says five to 10 words an episode, so. <laughs> but there's a lot of acting going in to the child. Yeah. I mean, when you see yeah, how many is. people, and that's one of the things they will show you in that, that series as well, is that there might be five people operating the child at a time, um, yeah. which is it's pretty amazing. So uh, it's kind of like to the them. old Yoda. Yeah, I don't know if you've seen the, the puppets mm -hmm. where they were working the old Yoda back in the originals, yeah. but uh, yeah, definitely high-tech things that go into that show and it definitely deserves the 15 Emmys, but I was just, I yeah. was kind of shocked at the number. So that's, uh, that's amazing. That's really cool. Yeah. I was excited yeah. about it. Yeah. So uh, moving on something we want to start doing a little bit here and there on some of our episodes. Um, we don't want to give all of our tips away, but we do kind of want to give a tip here or there to help you guys plan. Um, do you have a tip, Alan, that you want to just kind of share that's, it's, it's, it's not necessarily an ears secret, but something people need to be aware of that they may not necessarily think of. Uh, <laughs> I didn't know you were did gonna ask me you that. Off? You did, I didn't know you were gonna ask me that. Yeah. Um, staying hydrated is not really, I mean, we just, I don't think we can tell people enough about staying hydrated in the heat, um, especially with, you know, the mass things going on. Um, I, I mean, it's just, you don't think about it when you're there and you're out having a good time. You need to stay mm -hmm. hydrated. Whether that means you carry some sort of water bottle with you that you can refill and continue to use, or you take advantage of the free ice water that you can get at any of the quick service restaurants, counter service restaurants, things like that. Um, you definitely want to make sure you're staying hydrated and drinking as much as possible. Um, we've talked several times that I tend to like an adult beverage when we go to the parks. Um, not always the best thing to stay hydrated. So we always try to make sure if we have a couple drinks or whatever, uh, we get some water in between and stay hydrated. So um, yeah, it's definitely work. It's that. easy to it's easy to forget to drink, and I know that's weird to say, um, but when you're trying to rush from one ride to the next, you really don't think about it. Mm -hmm. And until you're standing in line, you, you don't really know how hot you actually are. Yeah. Um, you know, when you're standing in some of those lines, you're out next to all those people and everything. That's when you really start to feel the heat. But yeah, it is, staying hydrated is definitely a huge tip that people need to seriously think of, not just on hot days, but, you know, even Any on day. warm days, you know, in the fall or early spring or whatever, um, just because you're doing so much walking. Yeah, so. and it's good. It helps keep your joints and your body lubricated a little more. You're not going to be so achy uh, by the time you get back to the hotel and you're ready to uh, lay down for a little bit. Um, it just, it, losing too much water can be really, really havoc on your body. So yeah. um, that's definitely one important one is stay hydrated. Did you have another one? I thought, of, yeah, I thought of uh, a lot of people check in on, um, you know, arrival day and just spend the day at the hotel or something because flights typically are cheaper when you fly earliest in the morning. 
So I, I found anyway, and you know, a lot of people may not necessarily go to the park as soon as they get to the resort. And some people don't necessarily want to do Disney Springs or something. So if you're planning on arriving early, you're not visiting a park, uh, carry a pool bag on, mm-hmm. on the plane with you. Um, pack your pool stuff, you know, just do a little carry on with all your pool gear. So when you get to the resort, they will let you change in one of their bathrooms. Um, and then just enjoy the day at the pool. You know, yep. it's, it's something that it's your true. family will enjoy. Uh, it doesn't cost anything. You're already paying for the resort. So, um, and they used to let you pool hop, but here lately, moment, not so yeah. much. Yeah. But, um, that is a good tip too, though. Cause a lot of people, you know, you go and you say, Oh, I've got, you know, five days and I got to get all the park time I can in those days, which is true, but there's so many great amenities at your resort, including the pool and, um, activities you can do at the resort. Just, it's a great way to kind of start off in a relaxed way. So Mm -hmm. it's a good tip. Yeah. All right. So are we ready to jump into the top 10 attractions for Epcot? Sure. Let's talk about that. So, so much going on in Epcot right now. (laughs) <laughs> so much uh, yeah, going this on is, the way we decided to do our list was anything my list is anything that is currently uh, or that that is open not may not currently be open but something that is normally open anytime you visit um and it's anything that you find on the attractions list on the my disney experience website alan your list is a little bit different correct i'm gonna guess it, it probably is so um fortunately at epcot there are not as many attractions um, that are not available that we are, didn't already know about. So um, yeah. that's kind of a good thing. A lot of the things that I've cut are, are open. Um, the two biggest ones that I can think of that are temporarily unavailable are Epcot Forever, which has been a uh, temporary fireworks and uh, closing show for Epcot. Uh, that was due to change um, to the new show of Harmonious this fall. Um, we'll see that comes out so that one um temporarily unavailable again spectaculars are trying to avoid crowds gathering around the lagoon um and the other one i'm a little surprised other theater shows at epcot are still open and operating but turtle talk is not so i'm assuming (laughs) It might be because it's a bit more popular and draws a bigger crowd than some of the theater attractions yeah. around World Showcase. Um, and I think it probably has to deal with the um, small amount of space around yes. the screen and everything as well. So, so many kids sitting on the floor right next to each other. So. That's a fun attraction. If you've never done Turtle Talk, even as an adult, if you don't go with kids, um, it's a lot of fun to go in and see how Crush can see into the room where you guys are from the aquarium. And he actually can pick people out of the crowd and talk to you. Um, and he totally interacts with you and kids can ask questions. Yeah. And um, it, it's a lot of fun if you've never done it. Even, even without kids, it's a lot of fun to go and see at least once and see how that works. And uh, it's, it's pretty cool. I enjoy it. Yeah. If you, um, if you have seen it, it's, it's even better on Disney Cruise Line. Uh, <laughs> he, I feel like, just really gets, gets more involved uh, when he goes from table to table on Disney Cruise Line. So and that's at Animator's uh, Palette, right? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. it's, it's definitely fun to sit there at your table and for him just to come around and just, you know, talk to you and, you know, pick on you and everything. So love, love crush. Yep. He's cool. So, All right. So yeah. what do you want to do? Do you want to do your top 10 and then my top 10 and we discuss, or do you want to go? Um, well, I'm going to read. I had, yeah, I had Blaine do this first. Um, oh, that's just right. to kind of, yeah, just, just to have a little bit of fun with them. So for the, those of you guys listening, uh, my son Blaine is, is just turned 10 and he probably knows just as much, if not more about Disney than I do. <laughs> um, I mean, he's been going, I don't I can't even tell me how many times he's gone now, but he, you're going to have to put him on a payroll it. as an assistant pretty soon. I think. Uh, well, I need to have him on here one episode just to kind of do. do like a kid's version. He was excited whatever, about that. We, we have to do that. Yeah. He, he loves the hidden Mickeys. Um, he loves the Imagineering that goes into all the attractions and all the lands and everything. So uh, this is definitely his forte. Uh, so I'm going to do this David Letterman style and go, you know, <laughs> 10 to 10 to one. But for Blaine, I just had him do five. Um, okay. So his fifth favorite is Spaceship Earth. Okay. Then he did Living with the Land. 
And I know that's probably, yeah, it, it's the hidden Mickey thing. Okay. So he, he loves getting on there and finding the hidden Mickeys. Um, Soren is number three. Okay. Journey with Figment is two. And then Test Track is one. Okay. So he, he loves Figment uh, as a character, but then he also loves the ride because of all the mischief and everything. He just thinks it's hilarious. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I thought he put put together a pretty good list. That um, is pretty good. I don't I wouldn't have put Living with the Land or Figment up so high, but they are on my list. So not too bad. Oh, his, see, his, that's uh, where we're going to differ a little bit. I can tell already. Yeah. It's <laughs> good. So okay. I, I think what we can do is just go, um, we'll just start at number 10, and then you and I will both just kind of go back and forth. And then at the end, we'll just we'll discuss our list. All right. So I will let you go first. So my whole list or just the number 10? Just number 10. Just number 10. Okay, so for number 10, I had Mission Space. Wow. Okay. Number 10. I have Living with the Land. <laughs> I like the All Hidden right. Mickeys. I'm, I'm not going to lie. I like sitting down in the air conditioning and Hidden Mickeys. So, except well, some of those are that's, hot. Mine, mine's a, a lot higher on the list for Living with the Land. Okay. So okay. I have to affect that. Yeah. All right. All right. So... At number nine, I have C's with Nemo and Friends. Okay. I'm, um, I'm a big uh, aquarium person, so. I'm an animal lover too, and I, I like that. But um, at number nine, I have Journey into Imagination with Figment. I just don't think it's the attraction it used to be <laughs> for me. No, I, that's one I, of those I don't I miss think it the is original. either. Yeah, I, I don't think original. it is either, but, but it it's is so great cute, right? kids, Like you said, it's, it's fun yeah. and it's great with kids. All right. Okay. So number eight, I have the Grand Fiesta Tour starring the three Caballeros at the Mexico Pavilion. We have the same thing. For I number have the eight. same one. Grand, Grand hey. Fiesta Tour. Or the Donald Duck ride, as we call it around here. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's a pretty cool attraction, and it's gone through some changes over the years, but it's nice to see the three Caballeros in there. Um, yeah. And see what they try to sell you as you go by. Yeah, it's kind of entertaining. I'll be interested. I like it. I think it's a cute ride, and it's it's good to have them represented in the in the park. Um, yeah. But I'll be interested to see if Coco actually makes its way into, into the refurbishment. Yeah, yeah. If if they decide to do that, which I, I don't, that'd be another one, kind of like Princess and the Frog. I don't think I'd have a problem with it. Yeah. So it would fit really well. Yeah. Could could be done nice. really nicely. Yeah. So number seven. I okay. have Journey into the Imagination with Figment for number seven. Okay. And that's where I have the seas with Nemo and friends. Okay. So I moved it up a little higher. I'm an animal lover. I like to go and sit and look at the animals. I like to see the manatees yeah. that are in there that have been rescued. I, I like so, the manatees. It's always kind of fun. Yeah. But I like the, the song too, when you ride through the seas with Nemo, you know, the big blue I, world. I liked it the first time. <laughs> like the starfish I at actually, the end is like they never stop singing yeah. the same song no. <laughs> i i really liked that one the first time when it came out and then i felt like when they refurbished it it took a little bit away from it um and they put a little bit too much of the nemo in there uh, i feel like they missed an opportunity to show a um, a little bit more either storyline or go back to showing more of the aquarium um, but it's definitely, that's it's, fair. It's, I mean, it, it fits like it's, it's, it's a, it's a nice little experience. And for those that don't know, you can actually dive with dolphins there. If you pay for the extra VIP tour. Yep. At the so. seas. Yeah. So they have dolphins there and, uh, like I said, there's that diving experience. Um, I did see recently, uh, that it appears that diving Mickey has been back in the seas recently. Um, as some socially distance interaction mm. with guests. So if you've never seen this, I've never actually seen Mickey diving other than on video, um, but they do mm -hmm. have a Mickey in a wetsuit and he dives in uh, the Living Seas Aquarium occasionally. And so there's been some video of him uh, kind of playing patty cake with some kids through the glass uh, and doing some fun little things. So great way to get a character interaction we talked about before yeah. um, and see, you know, Mickey scuba diving at the seas. And yeah, I, I, too. I love that. I, I love it. Uh, it goes back to you and I talking about how sometimes there's some good things that come out of the situation we're in. And yep. for these characters to be able to do some things they normally can't do 
um, I, I just love it. It's something different for, so for those people who say, I'm going to be missing something when I go, you're actually going to be seeing something that I'm probably not going to get to see next time I go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when the crowds come, yeah, when the crowds come back, they won't be doing that anymore, more than yeah. likely. And, you know, you got to see something and, and witness that something that I'm not going to get to. So, um, I, I love it though. I, I, the Winnie the Pooh one chasing the butterflies around Epcot is, is great too. Uh, I, I think it's just, it's fun. It's great. Yeah. You know, it's, it's something different. So, yep. uh, where are we at? Number right. six, number six, uh, for number six, I have the American adventure. Ooh. I didn't even put that one on my list. <laughs> <laughs> what did you have for six? I, I have turtle talk with crush. So, and I know it's because, you know, you said it's not open, so you didn't put it on yours, but, um, I like it. It, It's, it's cute. It's, it's a good little thing. Um, I, I, yeah, it's fun. So it is. I like it. So what are your feelings of American adventure? It's been a while since I've taken the, the, the plunge and sat there. Um, I I love the history aspect of it. I love the history aspect of it. No, um, yeah. I don't know. It's, it's, it's something different and I appreciate what they try to do with it, but yeah, it just doesn't hold my attention for very long. Um, I do love seeing the people sing while you're you know, in the big hall. Um, some talented people there. The um, voices of Liberty. Yeah. Yeah. They are also temporarily unavailable. Yeah. Voices of Liberty are not performing right now because again, they draw a crowd in the rotunda there. I really like the American adventure um, being the music geek that I am, that I like the music. There's some great um, songs in there and a little bit of history and uh, the technology in that animatronic show. A lot of people don't realize, um, I wish they would do some more behind the scenes on that particular attraction. Um, yeah. So if you've ever seen it, you know it's a, it's a huge um, theater and there is a stage area and different uh, animatronic figures and scenes come up uh, on the show on the stage and what people may not realize is that most of those figures why you go up so high in that building is that most of those figures are on what they call a war wagon underneath your feet so there is this giant platform that has all of the different uh, animatronic pieces and set pieces on it and it moves forward and backward underneath the seats um, where you're of the theater and then is it moves forward you know one scene will pop up and it will run its scene that will drop down and it will move and another scene will pop up and do its thing so it moves back and forth and they attract the uh animatronics come up and down um the technology is pretty amazing in that i really like some of the music um it's uh, i'm a safety when it comes to the end too um you know when they're singing uh you know about let freedom spread its wings and fly and you see all the photos of people in history who have uh, you know left their mark on history so I, I really enjoy that attraction plus it's cold and you can go and sit in an air-conditioned quiet <laughs> theater for a little bit and usually who I'm with falls asleep and that's their nap time um, <laughs> but I really enjoy American Adventure I didn't know that about the technology mm-hmm. it's pretty amazing it's the stage I, I did not know that and um, it has a special uh, I'm trying to figure out what to call them narrator i guess um mm-hmm. that kind of you know just takes you through the whole thing um and it's samuel clemens you know mm-hmm. for people who who know him by his real name but uh mark twain um kind of narrates you through the yeah kind of kind of narrates you through the um the whole story and it like i said it, i do appreciate what they try to do as far as recognize everybody and all the great things this country's done uh but yeah it's other than the air conditioning, I, I think I, you know, <laughs> a lot of people now. Maybe put it, maybe put it top eleven. So there's, <laughs> there's a couple of animatronics that I think are pretty amazing. There's a Will Rogers animatronic that comes up at one point that twirls a lasso, um, and so to actually see an animatronic kind of twirling a lasso, and, and as he stops, um, he pushes his hat back off of his head. So his hat is sitting, you know, like a normal cowboy hat, and he pushes it back to where it's almost sitting, you know, on the back crown of his head. Um, to me, I think that was pretty amazing. And then, um, the animatronic, uh, on the river raft 
um, if you watch some of the things, his his motions and things, um, at the end of his section, he says that, um, you know, America's grown too strong to be snuffed out like a light. And he kind of leans down and blows out the lantern uh, on the front of the raft with him. It's like so some of the things you see, it's like, wow, that to me is pretty amazing. Um, mm -hmm. And in the finale scene, if you watch as uh, the drapes start to close, um, Benjamin Franklin and Sam Clemens are up on, uh, was supposed to be on the top of the uh, Lady Liberty torch. And at one point it looks like, and they've been programmed this way, it looks like they reach over and shake hands. And then they turn back to the crowd and wave as the curtains are coming down. So a lot of people think they're real actors at that point. So it's kind of cool. Yeah. Again, technology and music geek in me. I, I really enjoy it. Yeah. I have to go back. You, you've made me want to go watch it again. <laughs> <laughs> There's some amazing details you can pick up. <clears throat> uh, so we're on number five, right? Number five. So I feel like this is kind of where we might start getting into the very similar uh, attractions, but I have mission uh, a spaceship earth at number five. I have spaceship earth for number five as well. Wow. Two out uh, of 10 so the, far. The, the aggressive version, not the, not the softy side. So. <laughs> a spaceship earth yeah no that's mission space sorry <laughs> yeah no spaceship earth uh it's, it's a classic come on you can't go to epcot and not write yeah. spaceship earth uh, and there's some pretty cool it's air animatronics in it's there air too. conditioning it's air conditioning so, it's one of the few things yeah. you get to do there and it's long so you get a lot of air conditioning <laughs> you get a nice break rest your feet <laughs> and a lot of it's kind of at an incline so you're almost like your feet are propped yeah. up it's good it's a good especially on the way spot. down. Yeah, especially <laughs> on the way down once the end. Uh, yeah. You're definitely in a recline. So that's kind of nice. All right. So um, number four, this is where I've bumped up mine a bit. At number four, I have Living with the Land. And I have Mission Space. So again, uh, more aggressive, not the softy version. <laughs> Mission Space was 10 for me. So I like the attraction of Mission Space. I like the technology and what it's trying to do. Um, but that is one of the few attractions that actually gets me queasy sometimes. It so does, yeah. It's just, I'm not typically prone to motion sickness or anything like that, but that one, I can usually do it once a trip, and then I'm like, yeah, I'm good. I'm good with that. Yeah, It is pretty amazing the way they make it work. Um, but I really enjoy living with the land. It's one of the things I make everybody do every time we go. And a lot of people might find it boring, but I love to go through the greenhouses and see what they're growing out there and how they're using hydroponics and um, what kind of unique things they've done to some of the plants. So uh, if you are not familiar with writing through, you don't look at little details. Um, like the, your son said, we have the hidden Mickeys that are available in there. There's a lot of cool little hidden Mickeys, but one of them is they actually have these um, Mickey I don't know, molds, I guess you would call them um, that they put around some of the, fruit that's growing in there. So you might, they'll put a Mickey mold kind of around a pumpkin and then the pumpkin will grow into the shape of a Mickey or a Mickey. And they do that with mm -hmm. tomatoes and things sometimes. Um, so that's one of the hidden Mickeys you can find in there. That's pretty cool. But I, I always enjoy the greenhouses and seeing what's going on in there. And um, there are some walking tours. If you are really interested in um, what's going on at the land, there are some walking tours that you can do where they actually take you and walk you through the greenhouses with one of the horticulturists that are in there. And um, they will tell you a bit more uh, than you can find out just on the ride as you go through. But there's, there's some pretty cool things going on in the land. I like it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I get a little motion sickness with uh, Mission Space. But I I love space and, and the thought mm -hmm. of space and, you know, the NASA system. I, I just love the, the like that whole genre of science. And, you know, I love that Disney has tried to introduce people at a young age to space and what it's it feels like to be an yeah. astronaut. Every, yeah. And so that to me is where it comes so high. But I, when it comes to living with the land, it's such a neat experience because people don't understand how much food, how much trash, um, everything an amusement park goes through. Mm -hmm. And for Disney to be able to, you know, produce its own, uh, for a lot of that stuff and to be able to just sustain it, itself. Uh, I feel like that, that's just a game changer where instead of creating so much waste, 
they're actually turning around and, you know, they're on the forefront of uh, solar energy when it comes to a lot of things, their, their theme park and, and hotels and stuff. Um, they're so ahead when it comes to science at Disney that I, 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 it's, it's amazing. And you really get to see that with living in the living with the land. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, it's, if you're somebody that really wants to see, like Alan said, what Disney's doing, take the walking tour and yeah. just go behind scenes and really see what it is. And uh, it's just amazing. So, And a lot of the food that gets produced in there that's grown is actually um, used there at the land. Mm-hmm. So in some of the restaurants, you'll actually get some food that was produced there in the greenhouses. Yeah, the, the, uh, they have their own little fish farm um, mm-hmm. that they use. So... Uh, yeah, they don't they don't waste anything. So, yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah. All right, so number three, mm-hmm. I have Frozen Ever After. Ah, number three, I had Test Track. We're close. Yes, yeah. um, I I love the Frozen After, especially since they kept the same track uh, that was yeah. there before. Um, it, it's a cute story. Um, it has to be represented in the park and. It's only represented, I can think, twice off the top of my head. Um, and it just, it fits perfectly right there where it is. Yep, it's, in Norway. You know, yep. Um, the ride fits perfect with for what it replaced. And yep. uh, I don't know, I just, I love the Frozen. I, I'm a huge fan of Frozen, honestly. I, the movies, the soundtracks, the actors in it. I, I just feel like they did a really good job with that all around. And- to me, the animatronics, there's a couple of animatronics in there of Olaf and one of Sven. Um, I love Sven. He's so adorable. Um, <laughs> but yeah, the, I, I think it's a great attraction too. Test Track is a lot of fun. Um, it, it's cool for the high-speed loop. I think, it. I don't know, on their last update, I feel like it changed a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I don't feel like it is as educational as it used to be i think it's a little more game-like yeah but that's probably changing with the times you know everybody's moving into game and apps and all kinds of things going on so um it it was probably appropriate for the times but it's still better than um world of motion which was the old gm attraction um yeah i I mean i think it's a great kind of high speed it definitely epcot needed something that's kind of a thrill um until Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind comes in. That will replace that a little bit. But oh yeah. I, I think Test Track is a great one. Yeah. So I have Test Track at number two. And um, I have Frozen Ever After it too. Look at that. We just swapped. <laughs> we swapped. We were so close I, I, again. Yeah. I that can be one or two A and two B, honestly, for me, because I yeah. I love Test Track for the design element of it. Um because to me, once you're actually on Test Track. I don't really care about the handling of my car and going through and get me up to 60 <laughs> miles an hour. Like, and spin me let out me there. Feel how, yeah. Let me feel how fast my car is going. Um, but yeah, it's the designing aspect of it. And then seeing where I finish compared to everybody else on the ride. Uh, that's what I really like about test track. I mean, it's because what else do you get to design your own car? You're kind of oh, competitive. Am, yeah. So yeah, <laughs> that's always a fun thing. That's cool. Yeah, yeah, it, it's yeah. a pretty cool attraction, and the technology that they went into creating that is is pretty amazing too. It's another one of those kind of cutting edge technology things. It is, yeah. Um, All right, but you don't get to go sixty miles an hour anywhere else at Disney. So this is true, at the moment. <laughs> yeah, at see the what moment. happens. We have a couple yeah. of new attractions coming. We'll see what happens with those and how quick they go. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, the only other time you go that fast is if you're in your car. Yeah, it's not. not the and same. most of the time, you can't even do that. Not on Disney no. property. <laughs> That's true. That's true. All right, so we are getting right up to the big number one, and I feel no. like we might have a, a tie here again. If, if we don't, there's something wrong with. I was gonna say, if, <laughs> if we don't, there's something wrong with one of us. So, uh, so number one, number one, I have Soren. I have oh. Soren. Yeah. So Soren around the world. It's that's a pretty great attraction. Um, again, another one technology wise, the way they created that um, is really cool. Um, I like the new film, the Soren around the world. Um, I did enjoy Soren over California. Um, 
I like I like them both, really. I think a lot of people like Soar Over California better. Yeah, I don't remember Soar Over California, honestly. Um, because I think there was such a big gap between when I wrote it. Um, mm-hmm. But I like Soaring Over the World. Um, especially when you, it's not like Flight of Passage where you actually feel parts of it. Yeah. Uh, but you, you do kind of feel the wind. You, I mean, you do feel like you're on a hang glider and you're just floating. And to see some of those parts of the world that I'm never going to travel to, yeah, that close yeah. and feel like I'm actually there. Again, it's just part of Disney's technology that they they went above and beyond with, and there's a reason why it has at least an hour wait every day. I mean, except for right it, now, it's, it, now yeah, is the time to go. Yeah, I, I think the longest I've um, seen is 25 minutes. Like, yeah, it's definitely one of the times if you want to go do soaring multiple times. Uh, yeah, reach out to us. <laughs> Tickets and space <laughs> is available. Uh, yeah, it, it's a. I love soaring. That's that's a must yeah. do every trip. Definitely a must do. Yeah, multiple times too. I mean, I will ride it with a fast pass sometime throughout the day, and then I try to make it the first ride that I get to um, in the morning. So, yeah, there's a lot of attractions here we didn't talk about with Epcot. Um, interestingly enough, at Epcot, most of them are theater attractions. So, mm-hmm. some of the ones we didn't talk about is the new one called um, Awesome Planet. That's also at the Land Pavilion uh, and talks about conservation of the planet. Um, and that's upstairs at the land pavilion when you first go in. We also have Canada Far and Wide in Circle Vision 360. Uh, so if you go to Canada, there is a great uh, Circle Vision 360 uh, film you can go in and see where they show you some of the beauty and splendor of Canada. Uh, they also have Disney's Pixar Short Film Festival. So this is over at the Imagination Pavilion upstairs uh, in the theater. So they show some of the Pixar short films in there. Uh, and there are some really great Pixar short films. I actually, you know, before Disney Plus, I actually bought uh, some of the Pixar short film collections on DVD. I like some of those too. Uh, we also have Impressions of France. So um, this is one of the films uh, that shows you, you know, the splendor and beauty of France, things that goes on over there. Um, also in France, they have a new one, um, which is the Beauty and the Beast sing-along. So they alternate between Impressions of France and the Beauty and the Beast sing-along. Um, so it is pretty much what you think. There are sections of the Beauty and the Beast film um, and there are bouncing words across the bottom of the screen and everybody goes in and sings along with Beauty and the Beast, which fits right in there in France. Um, moving a little farther over to uh, China, you have the Reflections of China. That's a Circle Vision uh, attraction as well. Um, and then you also have the Walt Disney Imagineering Presents the Epcot Experience. I don't know that I listed an attraction really, but it was on the website as an attraction. So mm-hmm. I gave it that. Yeah. Um, and this is a walkthrough uh, over in the Odyssey restaurant, uh, kind of in between Test Track and um, Mexico in the World Showcase. Um, so there, there was this long time ago restaurant called the Odyssey and it kind of stuck out over the water there. Um, and that's been transformed into um, some of the vision of what's coming for Epcot and the changes that are going on with Epcot. So we've talked about this a little bit in some of the other episodes. Um, there's a lot of construction walls up and a lot of construction happening in addition to the new attractions um, that are in the works. Um, and th- this kind of gives you a little more about that. So there's some cool photo ops in there. Um, there's some good posters um, of the old style of Epcot when it was first opening um, and some more information about you know how Epcot is transforming and what's going on. Um, definitely worth checking out if you are a fan of Epcot and uh, seeing what's going on in there. Um, but it wasn't something I would consider an attraction. Attraction is more of a preview of things to come, in my mind. Yeah, yeah, and, and there's there. plenty of things. There, there's plenty of things we didn't list, uh, list as well. They're not really attractions, but they're definitely must-sees when it comes to Epcot. And right now, they're not available because of the situation. But the the street performers uh, mm-hmm. really make the countries when you yep. are, you know, uh, going around. Um, Oh my gosh. World yeah. Showcase in there. Yes. <laughs> when you're traveling <laughs> World, World, World Shake, uh, Showcase, definitely check out the street performers when they're out because you really get a, a feel of the authenticity of the countries that you're visiting. And again, they're not really attractions, but they, I mean, it is entertainment. 
Um, we didn't talk about the kid cots stations. True. But yeah, if, you're, if you're traveling with kids, um, there are a lot of different uh, stations for kids to go and, and stop and do some some kind of arts and crafts activity or something like that when it comes to whatever country it is that they're in. Um, you know, there are definitely some unique opportunities there. Um, but Have yeah, you guys there's ever a done lot the of passport at Epcot. No, no. I'm trying to think. So, um, when we've taken my nieces and things, it's a lot of fun. So it's a really cool um, field trip kind of thing that you can bring back to show and tell after if mm -hmm. your kids are still in school. So um, you can actually purchase um, a passport, a little passport booklet um, about World Showcase. And as you go to each pavilion or each country around World Showcase, there's a couple stickers you can put in the passport book about that, um, and you can make notes in there. So when you get to the KidCot stops. They will typically stamp, um, like they're validating the kids' passports, stamping um, from the country. And um, since there are usually folks, uh, internationals from those countries there, they will write something fun in their local language in the passports. So, uh, you know, it gives the kids that experience because Epcot is not really thought of as a kid park, but there's a lot of great things yeah. to do with kids. Um, and I think this is just one of those, like, so again, every stop you go to, um, you know, somebody will sign their passport and stamp it for them. There's stickers they can put in. They can talk about, you know, oh, I met somebody from Mexico. I met somebody from Norway. I met somebody from China. Um, you know, and there's some really cool opportunities there for some um, cultural questions and answers and things that are kind of fun too. So the passports are, I think they were like 15 or dollars or so. They weren't very expensive, 12 or 15 yeah. bucks. Um, we, we haven't yeah, done the cool. passports. Yeah, we never did the passport, but we did the um, Wilderness Explorer uh, an animal kingdom, mm -hmm. uh, where you, you get basically the same thing. You get a book, um, you have to go to all the different stations within animal kingdom. Um, kind of like you're, you know, from the movie up and mm -hmm. you got to earn your badges, uh, by, you know, researching something, looking something up, finding something hidden. Um, and then you get your stamp and then at the end of it, you turn in that in and you're given your wilderness explorer badge. Mm -hmm. So, um, and then we did the, um, Oh, I can't remember the name of it, but it was the Hidden Remy's during Food and Wine Fest mm -hmm. um, or, or Flower and Garden, maybe both of them. But you get your book and you go to different countries, you find where Remy is, you mark it off in your book and you go back and you get a, um, a keychain uh, from France, I believe, uh, with, with Remy on it uh, from Ratatouille. So uh, very good way to keep the kids entertained while you're walking around the countries because they, they can get a little bored because some of the younger ones may not necessarily understand what's going on. Mm -hmm. um, you know, they may not understand that mom and dad just want to go and get the, you know, the, the, uh, authentic beer or, or drink from the, <laughs> the Prosecco from Italy. Yeah. yeah. So Prosecco is very popular uh, with the ears. <laughs> <laughs> so all the ears agents uh, love their Prosecco, but it, it definitely gives them an opportunity to, to kind of stay involved while they're traveling around in the different countries, especially now that the street performers aren't there. So, yeah. Yeah. And that, that's, um, a lot of the entertainment is not there at the moment because again, they're trying to avoid, you know, gathering crowds and things, but uh, yeah. the living statues that you can find at Italy are pretty cool. They're people in a full costume and they um, literally look like, you know, white marble statues um, and they will stand, you know, stationary for a long time. People come up and take pictures and then they'll reach over and touch them or something. There's some pretty cool things they do. They'll change their pose. Um, it's so much music. Uh, and musical performers available typically around Epcot that I'm sure are missed at the moment too. So we're looking forward to having them come back yeah. uh, at some point. So that would be really, really great. I really enjoy the um, guys that stack the chairs in France. In France, yeah. Uh, yeah. They, they, I mean, they're about 30 feet in the air on stacked chairs and tables and, you know, whatever else. But uh, we, you did mention the musicians. Um, and I believe I read that some of the musicians at Animal Kingdom might be coming back. So I did some of the see drummers. the Jaminators. So the Jaminators yeah. are at Epcot are listed as on the entertainment schedule. So um, they are percussion, um, kind of like if you saw Stomp, you know, they beat on trash mm -hmm. cans and everything like that. Um, so they're supposed to look like they are part of the custodial team and they're called the Jaminators and they come out and they do a lot of percussion drumming and things like that. They are still listed. That was the only one I saw that was still listed. Um, yep, so good opportunity the there. Art, 
the article I read said, uh, I can't think of the name of it, but the, um, the ones in Animal Kingdom uh, that play the drums headed to uh, Safari. Uh, oh, uh-huh. That they, yeah. they, they potentially could be coming back, which if they bring those back, then I'm thinking, well, you know, when it comes to uh, China, will they bring the drummers the back for that? Because they're, yeah, because they're they're up high enough anyway that... Oh, Japan, yeah. Yeah, Japan, yeah. Japan. Uh, they're up high enough. They're they're up high enough anyway that uh, it it may not bring that big of a crowd because there's there's a lot of space over there in Japan. Mm-hmm. Uh, that you know. Yeah, it's, maybe, a, it's a big open space. Maybe they bring so, them back, which would add to. And it. you have the um, the acrobats in China, which they're in a much smaller area mm-hmm. and they tend to draw a large crowd yeah. as well. Um, it depends. And then over in Canada, um, you know that Canadian uh, musician stage is off to the side there too. That's got seats outside, so. Um, they often draw crowds, but they're not quite as large. And maybe with the park attendance not being at capacity and, and reduced capacity, um, you know, that would help socially distance and bring some of them back, which would be really great. Um, so be happy to see them all come back. Definitely. Yeah, I think if you if you put up a blockade and just don't let people sit, I think there'll be enough people that would slowly walk by, but listen and, and not stop and, and enjoy the whole show which I would be completely fine with that, especially if I was a musician, I'm sitting at home, not doing anything. I'm like, let, let me yeah. at least go play some music. And, yeah. you know, I'm okay if people just slowly walk by or listen to a song and then move on. And I mean, that'd be fine with me. And as a guest, it just adds another thing for me to do while I'm there, even if it is just for a short yeah. period of time. So well, I can't that, wait for that area out. is an area they could pull those benches out, like you said, and have it be standing room um, where you could be a little more socially distant as well, or maybe pull out some of the benches and, space them out more and and i think with the you know the crowd um attendance levels that they are right now i don't think you're going to get a very large crowd anywhere at the moment yeah (laughs) i mean we're watching some of the wait times and things we're seeing at the parks and i mean you know some of the the better attractions are only having 30 minute waits i mean i'm seeing you know um i was just gonna uh, flight of passage yeah flight of passage was a 25 minutes wait when i saw it was 25 so, I mean, so, yeah, you typically have a couple hours or more for an attraction like that. So, you know, when people are going to the parks right now and they're able to do, you know, their favorite attractions two or three times in a day um, and still see most of the attractions in the park. Yeah, it's it's yeah. definitely a good time if you are an attraction lover. Yeah, I know we got off topic a little bit, but I just I, I, I want these performers to come back to their uh, places within Epcot to bring that yeah. authenticity, to bring the, you know, the, the, the real feel of Epcot back. And I feel so bad for them that they've, they've had to go through this. And, you know, mm-hmm. with all the employees that have come back, those are the ones that unfortunately due to travel restrictions and stuff, just haven't been able to make it back. Yeah. A lot and, of the internationals. Yeah. I just, I really can't wait till they're back. So, yeah. I can't, I I can't so, wait till I'm back. Honestly. Yeah. <laughs> Still hoping for a fall trip, so uh, <laughs> yeah. we're, we're still kind of working on that as well. Um, and we'll keep you posted if we do that. Uh, we'd like to do some uh, some recording directly from the parks if we could. Yeah. So, um, yeah, yes. but I think there's a lot of great things still going on at Epcot. There's some great changes still coming to Epcot. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm happy to see what's going on. Um, I agree. I, I do want to see the entertainers come back. I think it's a difficult time right now. Um, you know, with the crowds, because they tend to draw crowds and that's part of the issue. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and, and with the lower attendance, their contract typically. So, um, you know, budgets may come into that as well. I mean, again, like yep. I said, there's so many logistical things that go into um, everything we see and do at the parks. Um, people don't realize how much behind the scenes work is going into making those things happen. So, you know, we're hopeful things continue to go the way they are. Um, and, and, we won't have any issues um, and we start to see more of the magic and things come back. It really does make a difference when you are at the parks. If you um, aren't getting as much as the, I mean, the, the atmosphere music as you walk around is great, but there's so much livelihood and that brings such a dynamic change to the parks when you have live music and attractions and um, entertainers out there with you in addition to the characters that are entertainers too. Um, yeah. But, but it's good to see some of those things still coming back and finding their way into the parks in new ways. Um, and we're just, you know, looking forward to seeing all of the magic eventually come back. Yeah. 
And some of the magic that we're happening or having now just maybe stays, you know, exactly. it just adds to the experience. So, uh, well, we want to thank you guys for listening. You've got our list for our top 10 attractions at Epcot. And I'm going to be honest, when I created this, I really sat there and thought, I'm going to have a hard time coming up with 10 attractions. <laughs> we both were we, like, do we, they have 10 attractions? Well, yeah. yeah. When you sit there and think about it, I was like, uh, do they have 10? Am I going to get 10? Is there 10 that I even like? And yeah. then it, I found it a little easier than I thought it would be. Yeah. So, and I knew and ours would be I a thought, little bit different. Uh-huh. Oh, of course. Was, we well, and then, I thought and Epcot like would be one of the harder background, ones. So. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that's why I was, I, I wanted to do that one first because I, I felt like we would be so different on it with your, your background and your love for the arts and music and theater and things and, yeah. and mine for, you know, throw rides and, you know, the flash and flare and all that. I just, you know, <laughs> I, I, I thought it would be more different than what it is. So uh, um, we had three, I, I believe we had yeah. three, well, two that were, you know, two and three, but um, yeah, we had two others that definitely match. So no, I'm we're not as far off as to... we think. No. that's that's a good experiment for other people you know you think you're so different and you're not as different as you think it's good yes especially when it comes to disney because you you have the opportunity to be so different on what you what you like and don't like and you know your preferences and everything but uh i'm looking forward to hollywood studios um next time yeah. with um with a special guest so that's right uh but like i said we definitely want to hear what you guys think uh send us your favorites for epcot what you like what you don't like it doesn't have to be a top 10 if you just want to do your top one two or three that's perfectly fine with us but we want to get your feedback um again always thank you for listening and you know alan um i kind of touched on it but next next episode we have what going on Next episode, we're going to go over um, our top 10 attractions for Hollywood Studios, very similar to what we're doing now. Uh, we are going to have a special guest with us on that episode. We will reveal later. Um, but yeah, if you've got anything you'd like to point out uh, for Hollywood Studios, give us a shout out. Let us know. Uh, we'll see if it makes our list. Uh, but we look forward to uh, bringing another top 10 list to you. That's Brian, you made a good point right there before we run off. Um, you made a really good point that everybody's a little bit different, right? Everybody can still love mm -hmm. Disney and it'd be a little bit different. And so uh, this is one of the things that we hear a lot and we just, it just reminded me when you said that. So we hear a lot of um, clients come to us and go, hey, you know, I want to book this trip to Disney and my best friend said, I have to do this and this and this. And we're like, that's great. But is this your vacation or your best friend's vacation? What do you like to do? Because let's talk to you guys and find out what your likes and dislikes are. And let's help make suggestions on things we think will work for you. Um, because you want to have your own vacation. I don't want to have Brian's vacation. Brian doesn't want to have no, my vacation. Don't. But we want to have you a great eat time. So much. You will eat so much <laughs> on my vacation, you'll feel sick the entire time. So <laughs> There's a lot of great things to do. But that just keep that in mind. Everybody's idea of a vacation is different. And you don't have to do everything and like everything that your best friend tells you. Um, yeah. You know. You're your unique person. Um, let's find out what is great for you and makes your vacation magical. And yep. we're here to help you do that. Yeah. All right. Um, I'm excited about our guests next time. Um, we're not going to mention any names yet, just in case something doesn't <laughs> happen. But uh, she's great. Um, she's a ball of energy. Uh, she's just always so happy and perky. And I, and I can't wait to have her on. Uh, I think it's going to be a really fun episode with her. Um, so, but just keep a lookout. We'll let you know on all of our social media uh, pages on when that's going to hit. And Alan, you want to tell them where they can find us? Yep. As always, you can find us on the web at www.gearspodcast.com. Uh, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at gears underscore podcast.com. Uh, and which one did I miss? Facebook at gearspodcast.com as well. So yeah, we're all out there. Um, we're going to be filling in some more content on some of those spots for you too. So you're yeah. going to find some more things coming up here recently, um, but reach out, let us know what your thoughts are. If you have anything you want to see uh, or hear on our next episode, we're happy to take those comments and find out uh, how we can make this uh, a lot more fun for you guys as well. So feel free to reach out. And as always, we want to leave you guys with a quote. And this one I felt was perfect since we were talking about Epcot. Um, it says, happiness can be found even in the darkest times if only one remembers to turn on the light. And that comes from the Emperor of China in the movie Mulan. So That's right. a lot of people don't know that you can find Mulan 
in Epcot. Uh, it's the only place that you can find her. And at one point it was my daughter's favorite movie. So I was very thankful that she was there and <laughs> situations we're in and the episode we were going over, I just felt like that was a perfect quote. So yeah. Yeah. Can't wait to see Mulan back at the park. I can't wait to see the live action. I know they've pushed it back, but pushed it back again. <laughs> yeah. I, I can't wait till they finally pull the trigger and say, okay, let's we're going to put it out there. Love it or hate it. No matter how much money we lose, here it is. So yeah. I, we've been looking forward to that one for a while. So yeah. Very cool. Um, all right. Well, Alan, as always, it's good to talk to you. You too. Thanks again. We'll talk to everybody next week. Thanks for listening, everybody. Have a Keep great a look one. out for more episodes. Thank you guys. Bye bye.